0: Welcome to the Unofficial Unsanctioned Women's UCI Cycling Show. My name is Dan, and uh, I am in a little bit of a lull because, well, we did leave last week on a bit of a cliffhanger. We'd uh, completed the first stage of the Energy Vox Tour, and I need to know what happened next. But fear not, because with me to help explain all... Is as always the most knowledgeable, the most enthusiastic, the best looking, smartest, nicest, sweetest person in professional women's <laughs> cycling, my dear friend Sarah.
1: Hello, everyone. <laughs>
0: that's that's what Sarah sounds like when she's blushing. Just so you know, at home, that's you can actually hear the blush. That's that's how bright. That's what it I is. sound
2: like yeah. when I when I'm when I'm actually gobsmacked by Dan's gall. <laughs>
0: If you if you hear sirens in the background, that's actually Bristol's emergency services just investigating the source of a sudden bright red light in a corner of the city. So he's
2: yeah. such he's such a bullshit artist, people. Hello, welcome. Yes, it was Energiewacht Tour. We're in a strange situation because it was Energiewacht Tour last week, and I'm waiting for Flesh Volant on Sun on Wednesday even. And mm. oh my goodness, cycling, cycling,
0: Dan, cycling. And races and bikes and people who ride them, specifically women who ride them for money because they're professional.
2: Yes, they are professional women's cyclists. So, yes, when we left you people, it was the first stage of the Energy Walk Tour. And as I hope you remember, it is flat and sprinty and tough and and windy. Wind, more wind.
0: Echelons, Slide wind. Winds,
2: echelons, oh look, I've, I've, I've looked I've looked down, fuck they're up the road, oh shit, how am I going to get back, damn the wind is now a headwind, yep. oh my god I'm going to die.
0: And then look down again, holy shit, I'm in Belgium, how did this happen? Uh, the wind, really, you know, and uh, apparently one team actually wound up in Kansas, they're still trying to find their way back, they're following the yellow brick line. So.
2: Yes, And when we had left on stage one, it was a chaotic, crazy stage. But Kirsten Vield had won out of a small group of about mm, 14 riders, maybe. And that was pretty much who was going to be in contention for the GC.
0: Pretty weird that, again, you know, Kirsten Vield won a sprint. I just, yeah, still come to terms with that. Not used to thinking of her as a sprinter at all.
2: Well, and in... (laughs) I remember the days when that was actually true
0: (laughs) (laughs) well to be fair that was only two weeks ago so
2: (laughs) (sighs) so stage two so this race it must be a really fun one to watch because the race is all loop, courses, circuits so if you're a fan you get to stand by the side of the road and see it and then you get to go off and have your beer and your coffee and come back and see them go past again and, and keep going like that um, stage two, it was another sprint and, an, and another breakaway. Basically, you just have to imagine that this is attritional, crazy things happen throughout the stage. If you're trying to follow us on Twitter, it gets really confusing because breaks go, they come, attack, catch, attack. But it came down to 14 riders. And out of the final sprint, Kirsten Vield won ahead of Chloe Hosking and Azri Visser. Chloe. Now. Chloe had missed the break the day before, so Chloe mm. was pretty much out of GC contention, but that doesn't stop her trying to, win this, trying to win as many sprints as possible. Indeed. And then, Stage 3A. Now, this was the game-changer. Up until this point, Kirsten Wild had, had been winning, on the, leading the GC, but Stage 3A was a 21-kilometre individual time trial.
0: Oh, so a piece of piss, really.
2: It was flat... And a loop around the field, so lots of wind. Mm. Um, one for tough, ruler type time trialists. Right. And it was very, very interesting because um, time training is quite interesting this year. Judith Arndt, the world champion, retired last year. Judith, um, I still miss you. Um Kristen Armstrong who won the Olympics only really came back to the Olympics so you know wouldn't have been in this kind of race anyway but the other big time trial names you know you think of someone like Emma Pooley and Linda Willemson. now Pooley you'd expect not to do so well in this but she'd still be top five so Pooley and Willemson are out at the moment both doing other things mm-hmm. and Ebby Stevens is out with hideous facial injuries poor Ebby please get <laughs> well soon
0: so, <laughs> that's, that's possibly one of the most unfortunate descriptions you could give Hideous facial injuries.
2: It's not that her face is hideous, the injuries are hideous. I'm
0: I'm aware, but you know, wow. Yeah, unfortunate phrasing. I'm, I'm calling it unfortunate phrasing.
2: Okay, well, I will accept that. So, <laughs> there was only one name who was the favourite. And this was a funny thing, as we're talking about on, on Twitter. And it wasn't so much who the favourite was, but how much she would win by.
0: <laughs> and, yes, I believe you actually uh, entered a gentleman's agreement, or gentle lady's agreement, as it may be. Uh, a wager, as it were, with a couple of, uh, of prominent uh, team managers.
2: Well, I had been having a conversation on Skype with Stefan Wyman, the manager of Matrix Fitness Racing Academy, and we and, both agreed. That,
0: and, Dan's uh, Hi, and Dan's eternal man crush. Hi, Stefan. And Dan's
2: eternal man Oh, shit, I can't believe I, be- I didn't get that in there. Damn it. Dan's man crush, Stefan Wyman, Wyman. And we both knew Ellen Van Dyke, Specialized Lululemon, was going to win. But the question was how much buy. And then we um, enrolled Carl Lima of High Tech into our, into our competition. And Carl and Stefan had both had a bit, because at this point, it was the early stages of the race. And there were some really good times. There were around 30 minutes, yeah. Mm. And Stefan and Carl both said they thought Ellen would win in about 29.05 um, and 29.06. And I said, no, I reckon Ellen is going to crack twenty eight. And they're like, no, no way. At first, I said twenty-eight fifteen, and Stefan was like, no, you're you're crazy, Sarah. So I said, like, okay, well, I'll say twenty-eight fifty-two or below.
0: Mm. Well, to be fair to to Stephen, you are crazy. I mean, you know, it's it's <laughs> well, true. Here
2: it was, fan girl versus team manager uh, of Carl and Stefan uh, for the the wager was eternal glory and bragging rights well the thing the thing
0: that I found amazing before we reveal uh, who won and who lost the thing that I found utterly amazing and really interesting was that both Stefan and Carl were literally a second apart on their time
2: yeah, yeah, they really mm. were, and it was really, and and we were early on in the race as well. And and what was also interesting is the time cuts because Steph had said quite early on, you know, if people get below thirty minutes, mm. there's mm. going to be a lot of people cut because the it's a twenty five percent time cut on the on you know on the
0: on, yeah, if, on you know on, for the
2: stage. The time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you have people who'd finished in thirty eight minutes, for example, we're like, well, they're definitely going to be out because mm. you know. Mm. That seven and a half minutes is a quarter of 30, is yep. it?
0: It is. It is indeed. <laughs> I, can, and, yeah. I can do basic maths in my head. It's one of my skills.
2: But it was so interesting. You know when you're watching our time trial unfold and for two stages it's been the big sprint riders who are at the top, yeah? And this was a day for other people to shine and... The moment it got really exciting was when Orica LIS's Shara Gillow came out. And Shara is super fast. She's a really good, she's a time trial specialist. She also gets into mountain breakaways, which I love that in a rider. Time trial and breakaway. Yes, I love you. And Shara came in in 29 29 minutes and 15 seconds. Mm. And at this point, Stefan went, yeah, I think I've lost.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We love a realist here. We do.
2: Yeah, Mm. And then... And then Lisa Branauer from Specialized Lululemon. I mean, Lisa, I again, I'm very smug because I picked Lisa as a young rider to watch a couple of years ago. And So every time she wins, I'm like, ha, look! You know, regardless uh, of the uh, fact, I every rider in the peloton is a rider Exactly.
0: Over the course of the many years that you've been doing this now, um, you've picked every rider <laughs> at least once several years ago. <laughs> but the important thing is that you've built up a credible archive so you can actually go back and go, see, in 2007, <laughs> I said... <laughs>
2: so lisa finished in 29.03 and then it was time for ellen and ellen's on the road and the tweets are coming through ellen's caught adri visser her minute woman Mm. and super fast she just blew the socks off i mean this is the kind of course that is built for ellen van dyke she's a strong tough rider she's Racing for, as her team's GC, this is her chance to, 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 to kind of, to, to win the, to, to basically, for her, the race will, you know, this is her, where she puts down yep. her marker that she wants the GC. And she finished in 28 minutes and 12 seconds.
0: Mm, mm. Which, um, for those keeping score at home, is actually less than 28.50, as Sarah <laughs> predicted. So, <laughs> mm. and definitely, definitely less than uh, twenty nine. 06 and 2905 so yeah you know um, um unfortunate, winner unfortunate. winner chicken dinner even though uh sarah's a vegetarian <laughs> and will not be having the chicken thank you very much
2: <laughs> but a really interesting thing about the um the the the, the finishing um, the, fin- the, the top 10 because the top 7 the top seven in the GC- in, in the um, in the stage were all from two teams: Specialized Lululemon and Orica Ais.
0: Mm, it went which went. Ellen- teams are having terrible seasons. I mean, you know, it's good to see them <laughs> finally getting some results.
2: No, it was Ellen and Lisa from Specialized, Shara and who's Hunawake from Orica, um, in fourth and fifth. Trixie Warwick and Carmen Small uh, in for Specialized, and then in seventh, Gracie Elvin, Orica, mm. and. It's a really interesting thing. I mean, I know the individual time trial, being just being good at having lots of individual time trials doesn't mean you're going to be necessarily a good team time trial team. However, it certainly
1: helps.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I guess we can we can come at it from the other end and and jump over to you know the men's side of the sport and and say, for example, stacking your team with Schleck brothers. Doesn't make a good time trial team, so you know, yeah, yeah.
2: Even if you have got Fabian to basically ride on the front <laughs> exactly, all the way
0: exactly. So even if you even if you all strap yourselves to him, um, <laughs> it's does it does not make for a yeah. good team time trial necessarily. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, and and the, the, the importance of team time trials for the women is in women in the women in women's cycling there aren't that many times you get to see women's racing um uh on tv and live but it is at the world's and the world has the trade team time team time trial Mm. so this is this is the chance so yeah so um orica i mean specialized have dominated ttt's for years um ever since cebello test team finished it's been um specialized has been the team to beat but orica are going to give it a damn good try um the rest of the top ten in eighth, Miranda Vries, I'm I know. so happy. Isn't
0: she having just an awesome season? Oh, you uh, know
2: what? It's it's two things. She said when I interviewed her, she said that she hadn't been you know, she just hadn't been picked for the big races last year and she hadn't mm. really had a chance to demonstrate what she could do, mm. but she, that she she'd improved her racing. But yep. she's in a small team, she's happy, she's her riding has clicked. And she's there. Mm, um, mm. Yeah, so Marine finished in 30 minutes and four seconds. And actually, seeing Carmen Small in, in um, sixth and Marine DeVries, these are such lovely riders. Carmen has, is in her 30s. She's um, been based in the USA on the USA circuit, coming over to do well with mm. Team USA really, I probably say this every week, specialised, what a bloody good signing, signing Carmen. Mm. Carmen's obviously happy, and her riding stepped up too, so, you know, yeah. yay Carmen, yay, yay Moraine. Mm. Mm. In ninth, Kirsten Vield. Now, Kirsten is very, very good at the short time trials. If this was a seven kilometre time trial, I'd expect her to win it, yeah? Mm-hmm. But Kirsten still, riding, she knew, she knew that she had to make, she knew that just as hard as Ellen was riding to, uh, riding to yeah, to, the to time.
0: get some time, she had yeah, to defend. Kirsten
2: was riding you to defend, so mm. you know, so she finished 154 down on Ellen. Mm. And in 10th place, kristen McGrath from Team USA. So after stage 3B, the GC was Ellen, Lise Brenauer plus 107, Louise Hulowike plus 118, Trixie Warwick 140, Kirsten Field. 149 and as you can imagine the whole the top of the it's basically stacked specialized and and America. yes but when you look at it that 149 was by no means had ellen won this race yeah because
0: they hadn't gone it. into the mountains yet so <laughs> well you know the 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 dutch mountains um, it's,
1: yeah it's
2: I mean, the, the thing was, was this was the situation. Ellen now had to basically make sure she never missed a move. Yeah. Mm. Everyone else had to make sure they could drop Ellen Van Dyke because this is, you know, this is one of those races where you could easily, if you miss that move, yep. you can you've lost two minutes, four minutes, eight minutes out of the race completely. You yeah, know, it's yeah. it's really hard racing. Mm. Luckily, Ellen Van Dyke is shit hot at this kind of racing, so it was very exciting. That was stage three, that, was, that was stage 3A. The elite women then went off to sleep in their camper vans and the back of their cars while the junior women came out onto the course. Mm,
0: as they do. This is actually, not many people realise, but this is how all women's races work, is um, halfway through each stage, the women all pile into cars, stick their legs out of the windows, go to sleep for a couple of hours, and the, the juniors come out to play. <laughs> I, it's one of those weird UCI rules. I don't understand exactly the reasoning behind it, but those are the—that's the system we work in. So hmm.
2: this is one of the reasons that this was a mad day. Was that the women were doing, the elite women were doing two stages? They did the ITT in the morning, and then they did Stage Three B in the afternoon, which was only about seventy kilometres, but still. But they also.
0: <laughs> I do love that you know you've done a you've done a TT in the morning and then it's yeah, it's only 70 k's it'll be fine.
2: Only 77 it's yeah. you know it's but, not
0: that windy and the you know the <laughs> snow's only 4 feet thick. I don't know.
2: <laughs> but they had a and for the, I mean Energy Watch is amazing. It started a couple of years ago as the Omluk Door Mid-Age single day race. Mm. And, and then they changed she,
0: the name because Sarah couldn't say it, which was very kind of them.
2: I'm not sure they changed it to something I can say much better.
1: <laughs>
0: it's funny because it's true.
1: <laughs> <sighs>
2: but in 2010, they started it off as a, as a st- they it into a stage race. energy as you walk to um so in 2011 um last year they increased the number of stages and got it on tv yay i love you um rtl you're brilliant mm. and this year they've added another stage and they've added a junior girls race and this is so exciting because there aren't that many internet international opportunities for junior girls to race each other There's i like know this, and isn't
0: isn't it awesome that you know not only have they built a race that's grown and and adapted and has proven that it's sustainable but like it's actually opening up new opportunities and you know I, i we've talked several times over over the year and a bit now that we've been doing this podcast and um one of the things that we often talk about is the lack of um Aspirational opportunities for, for young girls and, and young women um, You know, to, to interact with And see their their, their peers And their, um, you know Writers from the, from the next level up Sort of thing uh, Role mm. models and mentors and, and people like that And so it's really, really cool Seeing something like this come together And it just cements my absolute belief That there are ways To make this sport fucking amazing
2: Yeah, I and mean, it is And because it's circuit, because it's like loops, because the courses are are all on loops, it means that the women, the junior girls, are riding exactly the same roads Mm, as mm. the elite. They're just riding fewer laps of it. Yep. And, you know, imagine there you are. You're a young Dutch rider. You're riding the same roads as Kirsten Beeld. You've watched her in the morning and you can watch her in the afternoon. And then you can watch it on TV and you can see your race. Next to a race that's got Kirsten Veel and Ellen Van Dyke in it, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. And uh, compare yeah.
0: your technique and your position and your tactics to theirs, and also even you know, I mean, those those random moments that you get the opportunity where you bump into someone and it's like, oh yeah, the corner at such and such is a real bastard, isn't it, or or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's that kind of spirit of um, camaraderie and and interaction and. Um, shared experience, I, I think, is just so valuable and awesome.
2: Yeah. So, this race, and I mean, it's not a surprise that the Dutch are dominating women's cycling. So, this race, you look at who, who's in it, and they've got a Netherlands national team, two Belgian national teams, a Great Britain and a Wales, which is bizarre. It shouldn't work like that. um It should either be Great Britain or it should be Wales and England or whatever. Um, a team from France, Germany, Austria, Luxembourg, Sweden, and Switzerland. Is, is, and sorry,
0: then, I, I just I have to rewind for a second. I, I'm terribly sorry. We'll pick this up. I promise. But I have to rewind. Is that a problem with the English or with the Welsh?
2: I think it's basically that Welsh cycling, and you know, there's no um, under with Nicole Cook, um in 2008, especially. I think Welsh cycling have been developing girls racing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it's, it's, um, yeah, it, 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 so although. So, so
0: this is a reflection of British cycling's continued lack of commitment to women's cycling.
2: No, 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 it's more that, no, no. It's more that rather than send a Great Britain team Uh that includes the Welsh girls, Welsh cycling have said, we're going to send our own team too.
0: Well, if they've got the girls who can do it, I mean, why not?
2: Yeah. And then there's 11 Dutch junior club teams of girls.
0: Right, so not many.
2: 11 teams? Oh, 11
0: teams, not 11 riders. Holy shit, that's not many at all. That's just like, what, 120?
2: That's, yeah, and plus, and, plus a, and plus a Netherlands national team, which is like the best riders from those club teams, or you know, whatever they've chosen. Mm, mm. So while all the women are sleeping in their camper vans and in the backs of cars, and I only keep saying this because there were these great photos from Marine and from Marieke van Roy. Van, 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 Sleeping in their camper vans and in the backs of cars, all looking very sweet, but you know, how many women can you fit into a mini type scenario?
0: <laughs> it depends how many parts you cut them into. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was completely wrong. I really apologise, but I couldn't resist. <laughs>
2: So, it's flat and it's sprinty, and it comes down to, stage one comes down to a sprint between Amy Hill of Wales and Ilse Miltenberg of the Netherlands national team, two women's sprint, with Fleur Mackay in third place, uh, chasing, chasing, chasing hard, exciting first stage. And then, they get off the track, and the elite women come out for the afternoon, (laughs) and it's...
0: Just a gentle 77k spin, nothing made
2: this course is basically um, stage 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 three B is basically um, race down a canal what <laughs> mm-hmm. into the with the wind behind you and then race the other up the other side of the canal with the wind killing you so yeah <laughs> it was kind of it was fast, it was furious, it was bonkers um, women fell into the canal, which was hilarious and um, yeah it ended in a bunch sprint. Kirsten wheeled one ahead of jo- Yolian de her and Chloe Hosking, and um, Vield was making a joke about how it suited, the whole. it was track power, because there was her, Nettie Edmondson, Laura Trott, Danny King, and Jessie Droitz in the top ten. So, yes. Um, mm, mm. I think it's maybe bad of me to laugh at riders who fall in canals, but fuck, it's funny.
0: I don't know. I mean, we've been laughing at Frank like for years, so I, I just, I don't really... <gasps>
2: Oh, Dan, if Frank Schleck could come back just for one race and ride into a canal.
0: Especially, I would want that race to be the energy of yes. I agree. <laughs> Can you
2: imagine Frank Schleck racing a sprinty flat race? <laughs> sprinty flat
0: windy race with canals all around him. Huge... You'd have to get him a pedal boat. <laughs> An entire <laughs> trial.
2: <laughs> Dear Energy Water.
0: <laughs> Can we please call a stage the Frank Schleck Invitational?
1: <laughs> oh my God! That's <laughs> sure less suited to him. <laughs> well,
0: I guess we know why he doesn't go to that race then. <laughs> He's just not woman enough for it.
2: Do you think he can even get to stage three without being
1: cut? Without hitting oh. cut?
0: <laughs> Only if they include modifications for time in the water.
1: <laughs> oh, this oh. hurts. We have to stop.
2: I, I feel like I feel like this is a crowning moment of my podcasting <laughs> career. I'm broken down. And I'm still not as broken as Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm just envisioning <laughs> Can you imagine? Like you've got one of those sprints and it's Kirsten <laughs> and Chloe and, Adri and Oh.
0: Ellen. Oh, goodness me. Well, that was it. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. There's no point listening any further. We're not going to say anything better than that. (laughs) Oh, no, wait. There's more to talk about. Maybe we should get back to the race.
2: So, stage four. (laughs) Stage four. Ellen has managed not to be dropped, and it ended in a bunch of sprints. But stage four was the longest stage. It's 130-something kilometers. It's really tough, and it's going to be chaos. Yeah, And as you can imagine, attack, attack, chase, chase, madness, madness, catch, early break, drop, drop, wind, wind. But no matter what she does, Kirsten Veeld and her team can't drop Ellen Van Dyke. And they work really hard. Argos Shimano, they're not just sitting down and, and taking this. Um, Charlotta Becker, who's Kirsten Beard's teammate, is continually on the attack to try and make Ellen and Specialized chase her down. And she attacks over and over and over again. And the last, the last break she's in is at five kilometers to go. Uh-huh. And then she leads out Kirsten. And it's just this... I mean, I I always loved Charlotte Becker's riding, and mm. it's and she's we haven't seen much of her yet this year because it's not been Becker type races yet. Yep, but oh yep. my god!
0: But what a spectacle be- of great team support riding and smart riding, and, um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell, this is like a massive signal to to what she's going to be capable of when she hits the races that are more suited to her.
2: Yeah, I mean, these are this is no well, look, I mean, she is a. She is a ruler. She's a she's yeah. a you know this this should be the it's going to be Kirsten Wild has got one hell of a sprint train going on. I mean, really, it's 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 fantastic. So yeah, so stage four, no matter what she does, she can't drop Ellen, and so it ends up with them um, and oh uh, with 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 Kirsten winning win, Kirsten winning her one two three fourth stage in a row. Fourth road stage out of four. Ellen in second. Adri Visser in third, and more riders out of the GC. More riders out of contention. But mm. all, the, I mean, all the riders who end up in the top ten of the GC here, they're really, really fucking good riders. Yeah. It's you no, know, they're just brilliant. Um, more, more riders in the canal.
0: <laughs> Looking for Frank.
2: <laughs> so. It ends up with one stage to go, and the question is, what can you do? At this point, it did seem that what had been decided was, right, we'll just, she can have, Ellen, Ellen's got this. Because in stage five, it started off, and an early break went, and the break had, uh, it's an interesting break, because it had representatives of uh, some of the big teams who've been everywhere, Orica, Bowles, Argos, Sengers, Tech, Rabo. But it also had Valentina Coretta from M Cipollini Giambonini Now Coretta had been tweeting the night before saying that she basically hated Dutch racing and the only thing that was getting her through it was Tatiana Goderzo. Um, There are also some interesting tweets um, from um, Sung Yoon Goo, who's the first Korean professional rider in the peloton. She rides for Orica and she Mm. had a tweet about how she was basically dying and she would only got through the previous stage on willpower and her back was killing her. One more stage to go. So when those two got into the early break, I was super happy because there'd also been some tweets from other riders in the morning going, uh, oh, I hope this stage is over quickly so I can get on my plane back. Well, that's and it. It, it get- wasn't
0: that they were trying to get in the break. They just wanted to finish. <laughs> they just wanted it to be over.
2: <laughs> well, it's, I find it really interesting the way that different riders approach mm. this. You know, Valle Coretta had had a horrible race for her. You know, yep. she'd been in various attacks, but she'd never managed to get away. It's not her ideal style of racing anyway. You know, her team had like missed all the brakes. It was really depressing. So how what do you do on the final stage? You come out all guns blazing. Of course. And I I can only love a rider who's like that. You know, they just they just I wish I wish well, that was I, the I, I the one, person.
0: I for one wish fewer riders would bring guns to races. But <laughs> I understand that you're you're big on the Second Amendment even though you're not American. So I get that.
2: I have no words.
0: <laughs> that's that's payback for Schleck.
2: <laughs> so you've got a group of eight riders up the road, and there's no one in anywhere near GC. So they just let to ride, and it's mm. it's got. And that's and it's also nice because these are riders who've been supporting their teammates. So you've got um Goo's been supporting Orica, yep. Romy Kaspers has been supporting Audrey Visser in bowls, Annie Peters for Argos, Michael Polespool for Singers. You know, these are like riders who've been who've been working really hard. So it's it is really nice to see them have a time to shine and yeah, so they race. And there's a lovely picture of Valle Coretta gesticulating wildly, very Italian, at the other members of the what are you saying? Right.
0: Are you saying Italians talk with their hands?
2: I might be suggesting that Ballet Coretta was perhaps a little bit disappointed with other people's willingness to work.
0: <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> you know like that Fabian elbow flick that is just visible? <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this was less of an elbow flick and more the... What the fuck are you all doing? And gesture. At least that's how it comes across on the video. And mm, um, mm. yeah, so the final stage, it all works out for Valentina because she won the stage. Um, Hurrah. With Goo in second place. This is yeah. Goo's first podium. And I'm super happy because she's got a really, it must be, uh, it's hard enough joining the peloton from a country with a really big race, racing culture like Australia or Britain or the USA. Yeah. But to come from Korea and Have with all the culture shocks that that entails, the language barriers, the you know, the difference in food, and you know, never having ridden in races this big at all. And yeah, and it's and be able to shine. I'm so so happy for her because you know, it's it's great, yes, but Um, it's
0: just made me realize that I have not yet seen the Orica team video of goo eating Vegemite. This needs to be changed right now. Right so, now so
2: Are you suggesting that she needs what, what else does she need to do to be Australian She needs to eat Vegemite
0: Well I mean I assume she already drinks copious amounts of beer I mean it's the only way you can put up with Australians So I mean
2: I, I, yeah. I, I I, don't think the pro cyclists Do that sort of thing Daniel
0: Well that's why Australians are usually kept on separate teams It's a quirk of Orica uh,
2: <laughs> That they're letting other people in <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: Normally you can't handle a whole group of them at once Unless you are drinking um,
2: well, maybe maybe they thought there'd be more of a language barrier so she'd be safe
0: I don't know but all I'm saying is that I think what we need is um, for Gracie Elvin to use her helmet mounted GoPro give Goo some Vegemite and then video with the, the camera pointed behind her Goo trying to chase her down on a training ride and punish her for, <laughs> for giving her Vegemite to eat uh, that's
2: true I mean I guess what else Lamingtons. lamingtons
0: yeah yeah the lamingtons everyone loves lamingtons I mean they're basically sponge cake with chocolate icing and coconut what's well, not to love oh yeah I, awesome. oh I
2: was hoping for something more sometimes, you know. you,
0: sometimes with jam in the middle you know
2: so. I was hoping I was, I was hoping you were going to say sometimes with ground up witchetty bugs in the middle
0: witchetty grubs are delicious especially if they're fried so no I'll really they goes. are they taste like nuts like good nuts not salty nuts
2: Australian season <laughs> Ellen Van Dyke has won the general classification, and, you know, this is great. Ellen, what an amazing season she's had, and, mm. um, yeah, great, just fantastic, I'm so happy for her. And it's been a strange season for Specialized, because as you know, Enid Teutenberg and Evie Stevens are still out injured, and in either Stage 4 and in Stage 3B, I think it was, Trixie Warwick, in a crash, mm. breaks her collarbone. I know. I mean, I, I don't know. I think there's a serious, serious problem that that, that, that Specialized might have to start signing some guest riders just so they've got enough riders to start a race.
0: Well, I think, you know, all sports teams over time experience highs and lows and and form slumps that hit not just individuals but entire teams. Uh, you know, it's clear that that Specialized are suffering through that at the moment, and I, I do genuinely hope that they see their way fit um, shortly. But I'm starting to wonder how long it'll be before we see rumours of, uh, you know, the team being cursed, needing to sacrifice chickens to appropriate deities, or, you know, bring back some old-school voodoo. You know, I, I'm, all I'm saying is I'm not going to be entirely surprised if the team turns up with a bunch of chicken bones tied to their frames
2: are you suggesting Just, they're going to be burning sage in the um, team in the team camper van
0: um, I smudging,
2: would, smudging it, the team camper van
0: look to get the, the evil spirits out of the van that's not necessarily a bad idea although if it were my choice I would suggest to them that they burn sage at the front of the peloton and blind all their competitors um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just my view. I'm, I'm not a pro bike rider, so you know I could be yes. wrong there, but mm, that's how I'd go about
2: it. Um, so in second place on the pe- on the po on the um on the GT podium, thanks to her brilliant ITT ride and generally canny riding, was Luce Hunaweik, and one second behind her Kirsten Vield in third. Mm. I mean, what a fantastic trio of. Examples of amazing Dutch riding. Mm. Uh, Luce is a not known as a sprinter, but my God, she's tactical, yep. um, clever, clever, brilliant, brilliant rider. Um, Lisa Renauer in fourth yay then Adri Visser for Bowles-Dolman Gracie Elvin for um, Orica Lizzie Armistead for Bowles-Dolman uh, Iris Slappendel in, in eighth and for Rabo. Rabo had not had a good race um, I think Annamie Van Vleuten had punctured in stage two and was out of it basically and they yeah. they, they just weren't really hitting it I mean we'll come on to their redemption for the race in a moment. Um, Sana van Passen also from uh, Rabo in ninth, thanks to being in the in the stage five break. And Anna van der Breggen of Sanger's in tenth. Anna van der Breggen, who can ride any course really well. Um, she's riding for a small team. She's just brilliant. She's mm. just been. Um, it's only a matter of time before her first big win comes. Uh, you heard it, junior, You heard
0: it here, the forty seventh time. Because as we all know. <laughs> Sarah just says that about every rider on a rotation until it comes true. So, hmm. uh,
2: Over in the women's race, the second <laughs> stage had ended up in a breakaway of about 13. And that was won by Demi de Jong. Um, oh. Demi de Jong is, I think she was third in the world junior ITT or something like that. Um, she's the little sister of Talita de Jong. Um, in second was Nikki Zylard. Now Nikki Zylard, she's got a lot of pedigree. Her, her grandfather was Jules Zylard, and her uncle is uh, Michael Zylard, who's married to Leontine Van Morsel, uh, the absolute queen of anything. Right, so, Dutch cycling.
0: horrible racing pedigree is what you're saying. Yeah, okay.
2: So, Nikki, but Nikki is super fast, on the track and on the road, and, you know, just watch out for Nikki Zylard, She's going to be fantastic. And in third place, again, Flutcher Mackay. Oh. So Flutcher, having come third in the first and second stage, wins the third stage, which was a massive bunch sprint, ahead of Jean Curava and Chanel Astauder. Now, Amy Hill, the Welsh Amy Hill, was the only non-Dutch rider to turn up on the podium. at all but amy because the first stage had been a breakaway had kept her time and she got into the lead group in stage two so she won the whole overall gc so yeah very good fun lots of fun um and as always with these junior races these are some names to watch out for come the european junior championships and then the world junior championships so yeah these are these are stars for the future people
0: Mm. Indeed. Write them down. Remember, Sarah told you first. She knows all.
2: <laughs> um, the other competition that I liked from Energy Wacht was the best young rider in the elites because it had started off as Nora Trott, um, as, as Nora Trott had been in the white jersey in the first stage, and it was Nora Trott versus Yolanda Neff. And this is interesting because neither of these two riders I don't think had ever ridden a stage race before. Okay. and Laura's a trackie. I mean, yep. you know Laura, yeah. multiple world and Olympic champion in the track. Mm. Yolanda Neff from Rabobank is the current under 23 cross-country mountain bike champion. And you know, this was this was this was um Yolanda's first ever time trial and there's an amazing part of the clip where she basically overcooks a corner, um hops up onto the pavement, manages to avoid crashing into a hedge and rescues herself. <laughs>
0: Well, bike handling is an important skill. Uh, you in know.
2: mountain biking, yeah, yeah. Well, um, possibly... in,
0: in any kind of biking, if you don't want to wind up in a canal, <laughs>
2: <laughs> or be a Schleck.
0: yeah, um, <laughs> Exactly.
2: So it had been between Yolanda, and so Yolanda had overtaken Laura, and then in stage four, the long stage four, uh, Laura just popped. Um, Laura's racing for Wiggle Honda just popped, but her place as the big challenger to Yolanda was overtaken by Nettie Edmondson, who's also a trackie. Mm. So basically, it was it was the battle between who's better at converting to a stage race: trackies or mountain bikers. Um, Yolanda won. This is her. First. Oh look, I've ridden one race, won one race. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, no. So it's all disappointment from here is what you're
2: saying. Oh, no. I was saying it's – I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you have, like, riders like Paulina Ferrand provost who want to who, – who love their mountain biking but end up doing better on the road – you know, who ended up last year, at least, being better on the road. Mm. So, yeah. So um, I'm going to be interested to see what happens to Yolanda because she seems to be having a huge amount of fun. She yeah. was interviewed on the, on the videos and she just looked like she was enjoying herself. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mariana Voss turned up as a spectator and you know did some press stuff for the race, which was lovely. And she's saying it's quite strange being on the other side of the road.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I especially like you know when you're not injured or, or whatever. Like when you you're just not riding this race. Like that yeah, must yeah. be especially for Mariana. That must be quite an odd experience for her. But it's yeah. really cool. I love that she actually came out. That was that was awesome. Um, yeah,
2: and there were and there were photos of some of the riders, some of the British riders who'd been cut from the race um through time cuts but were still watching it, had these photos of themselves standing next to Mariana Voss looking like they were just in the midst of some fangirl apoplexy of joy.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, the thing That's I found sorry, but- the thing I found really weird is that, you know, in the background of some of the photos, Justin Bieber's a little further up the street but no one's talking to him. He's just standing there on his own looking sad. With, you know, <laughs> weird hair um but you know
2: oh, i mean the other thing at this race i have this race was so good it was i mean someone someone was saying on twitter oh it's really boring kirsten builds won four stages boring 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 but i took exactly the opposite thing from that every stage was a battle for kirsten you know mm. it was a battle for kirsten a battle for loose to see if they could drop Ellen. A battle for Ellen to stay up with them. Super exciting. And the the race, they deserve all the prizes in the world because they just made it so easy to follow and love this race. They had an amazing Twitter. And they They basically built some lists of riders. So anything interesting, the riders were tweeting in the evenings and stuff. They were retweeting. Yep. They were... If you were by the side of the road, if you were Kelvin and Teagan, um, Kelvin crazy cycle fan and Teagan Teagan Cox or something, you were by the side of the road. You posted a photo, they'd retweet the photo, mm. and then there'd be all these people around the world going, "Oh, this sounds really exciting." And they would go, "Oh yeah, really glad you're enjoying it." You know, they were tweeting in English and Dutch, and they just made it incredibly welcoming and inclusive and.
0: Recognise that there's a global audience for the sport. I know it's so weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's just, it's mm. just. This is this is something I don't see men's races doing.
0: You know. No, but this like- is my point about cycling in general. You know, we sit on the cusp of a whole world of of changes that um, that can really lift the interaction between fans, races, teams, riders. You know, everyone, and and together we can all you know, create really exciting sporting events, um, not just yeah. for the people present physically, but for everyone. Um, yeah. and, and these guys are doing a fantastic job of showcasing exactly how you, you start to do that. It's, yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. I love it.
2: I mean, a couple of years ago, the leader in this kind of thing was the Stair race, another Dutch race, who had a really good ticker. Mm. But since then, Twitter has taken over, really, and you don't need a ticker anymore because Twitter provide you an in race ticker mm. but it's also a multiple authored narrative you know you can either be following the hashtag and you can see everything that's going on yeah. or you could follow the lists in you know, i make a list which i um update with people you know people i know are live tweeting yeah or you can have the race the race creating creating this multi-authored thing through retweets and stuff and, yeah. and just the way they tell it's telling the story You know, so every time there was an interesting tweet like, oh, look, we're sleeping in the car or, you know, or or joking about this or that or here's a picture of Mariana on the roadside, they were retweeting it and it just made...
0: But that's part of what creates a really compelling human narrative is, you know, like, when you think about... And not just sport either, like, you know, multi-day music festivals or whatever, what, what happens is you accrete this massive curated information and interaction along with deeply personal experiences so it's the it's the you know inclusion of of official commentary with all your mates making sarcastic comments around you plus random strangers yelling things that are variously hilarious or really annoying and all of that coming together in this slightly chaotic way that that just makes something that can't ever like you've just got to be part of it to to experience it and understand it
2: yeah, and, and you could be part of it from the other side of the world.
0: Exactly, you know? and that's the beauty of it to me, is that the, the opportunity is, you know, we're a global audience. We can't all, you know, rock up to the Netherlands to, to watch the, the, one of the greatest stage races uh, around, but we can still all be part of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's and, genius. And- it's awesome. And cycling and cycling is known for... And one of the reasons I think that a lot of people love cycling is the multiple stories that go on in the same race. Mm. So, you know, you've got like... And this is just a perfect example. You've got, you've got this thing about, you know, Ellen versus Kirsten versus Luce. Yep. Yeah. On the one hand. And then on the other hand, you have the junior... And then, but then on the other hand, within that race, you've also got Yolanda Neff versus Laura Trott um, for best young rider. Yep. But you've also got who's missed the break and how are they going to react to it. And, mm. you know, Ballet Carretta um, five horrible stages wins st- wins the final stage yeah, you know it's yeah. really and then you've got the junior race alongside it and then you've got things like um, you know people's experiences so Kelvin yep. and Teagan's storytelling about mm. being at the race and their photos before in the warm up and, yeah, of yeah. riders and my favourite favourite Kelvin photo was what i like to call near death corner <laughs> can, you just, can you say it in australian because that'll sound so much better
0: uh, uh, yes yeah, so it's officially been dubbed in australian i'm not sure of the dutch translation but in australian it's known as near death corner
2: oh i was hoping you'd say what no. I like to call near oh. that corner
1: in. All Park
0: right, Street. all right. So, like in in real outback Australian. All right. So, hang on. The trick to outback Australian, if you're if you're trying to speak it, is to not move your jaw much. Um, so try and limit. Uh, you don't. The the thing is, uh, it's actually a trait that has developed over years um, to prevent flies going into your mouth. Uh, it's very important. So. It's what I like to call near-death corner.
2: <laughs> We're not suggesting Kelvin comes to the Outback at all. I'm sure he's cultured and respectable. and. Uh, uh, the, excuse and me,
0: Sarah. I'll have you know that there are plenty of people from Outback and regional Australia who are very cultured and civilised people. Uh, a lot of them are even cycling fans. So <laughs> I'll thank you to not impugn the good reputation of the people of the uh, more remote areas of this large and beautiful country. And you're welcome to join us at Near Death Corner any (laughs) time. There you go.
2: Thank you. Uh, If you're not British, you probably didn't grow up with um, these crazy visions of Australia that were built entirely on soap operas, like Neighbours and Home and Away. And if you were really lucky, it's children's TV, like Heartbreak High and Round the Twist. And then you had the films like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Strictly Ballroom and Muriel's Wedding that just has this Australia is a magical fantasy land in my mind. (laughs)
0: Well, it is in reality too.
2: It's... I'm. I think it's probably lucky I'm never going to be able to afford to go there. But yes, um, and be horribly disappointed that it's not all um,
0: what yeah. rain, rainbows and magical buses and stuff.
2: Exactly. Yeah. You know, Giant giant stiletto shoes and um happiness. Um, I'm, happiness. I'm and wearing tolerance. giant stiletto
0: shoes right now.
2: So, that was <laughs> <tour>. <laughs> all the
0: things to just ignore. That was awesome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i just don't know where to go with it um so that was the energy walk tour um that finished last sunday and the women have had a week off this this sunday they ride the Ronde van helderland um in in Appledorn in the netherlands mm. but the biggest next race in europe is the flesh wallon
0: yes coming up uh next wednesday
2: on Wednesday, um, I've written. Um, people generally ask me at this time of year, "How do we get to watch this fantastic race?" And the answer is, well, I wrote a post about it. But if you, <laughs> um, the, the thing we can hope for in this race is that it, it's oh, flesh, 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 flesh. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you pronounce it as flesh, like the meats. But anyway, um, you know, like how the men's race have that have a really boring first line in, yeah, mm-hmm. before they ride the last loop yep. the women just skip that and just ride their 131 kilometres uh, out of the loop starting and finishing and uh, Hui
0: excuse me, they ride their 131 kilometres of pure fucking attacking racing awesomeness
2: well yes, except we all know how Fleshful On ends every year, men or women, there's mm-hmm. only one end game isn't there
0: yes, get to the bottom of the moor at the last time round and ride like fuck
2: Exactly. That's I mean, in a way it's one of those it's a bit like um not this year, it's a bit like Milan Sanremo where, you know, it's like whatever happens else, it's all about the moor, but so much better than MSR. So much better. <sighs> I mean, this hill is just Epic. Amazing. Lined it gets the twenty percent in some places. Mm. It's windy it's crazy it's lined with screaming cheering belgian fans it's just spectacular and if you want to write email or write to um the the host broadcaster
0: rtbf
2: yes then and ask them will you be cutting to the women riding up the mower please because well, because it's designed that while the women are round, round the moor, the men are in some kind of backwater part of the loop where nothing is going to happen. You know, there's there's, there's some break. I think out. I think
0: it's actually designated as canal retrieval time for one <laughs> of the schlecks. Retrieval. Yeah, yeah, it's like a designated <laughs> canal break. So. Do we
2: even have any schlecks riding this year?
0: <laughs> actually, at the moment, no. So, <laughs> yeah. I, oops, my bad. Yes.
2: Um, I'm, I'm sure there are other riders with equally good bike handling skills out there. We should be mocking.
0: Yeah, but at the at the point is, at the moment, the Schleck's have nothing better to do than sit around listening to random podcasts that, that oh, malign them. You know us.
2: what? You know what? It'll be it'll be the place where Geraint Thomas crashes. Oh no, no! I am a big fan. He's a trackie. I'm a big fan of him. He's on my virtual team. And yes, dear Grant. Please, Grant, Grant, please, please try and finish a race. Try not to fall over.
0: <laughs> Tactical advice brought to you by Sarah. <laughs> it's,
1: it's so it's, obvious, it's, it's even easier, I know
0: it. It's easier to win if you don't fall over. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You've been listening to Bicycle Tactics 101 with Sarah <laughs>
2: try and be at the front of the race join us, next w-
0: the join us next week for lesson two it's quicker if you pedal
2: <laughs> oh come on Dan and I let it completely slide where how do you win the race you get to the bottom of the moor first and ride like fuck up it
0: <laughs> that's a valid tactic <laughs> tell me yeah we'll wait wait till Wednesday we'll see if I'm not proving completely fucking right by how that plays out <laughs>
2: There's been racing in the USA.
0: There has. Redlands. uh, Classic. Mm.
2: Classic. Yeah, a stage race over there. And this brought back something that makes me really, really happy. It brought back the return for the season of Lynn Lamoureux and Stephanie Gelterowski of Podium Insight providing their inimitable and excellent coverage of north american racing
0: yeah they do a fantastic job and they do it you know just out of sheer bloody love it's you know yeah great they
2: have they have their they have the website podium insight and they have a podium underscore live twitter which does live tweeting of men's and women's races around the around the usa around the north american circuit and they are Fans provide an amazing surf service, and they just made... I was following them, and I was following Laura Wislow. Cycling News is Laura Wiselow's Twitter, and I just wanted to be in Redlands. They just make these races sound so, so good, and they'll mm-hmm. do the same for Sea Otter, and they'll do the same for all of these. They just really sell North American racing and make it sound so exciting and so friendly and so much fun.
0: And, you know, I I'm think- always looking for an excuse to go to America, so, yeah. <laughs>
2: well and then afterwards there are all these really great day race reports so Laura on Cycling News and Gen C on Velo News mm. just putting out really lovely fun reports of the race and I really re- we'll put some links on our site
1: yeah.
2: and yeah and it was won by so it starts off with a time trial won by Alison Powers of a Novartis and it was an interesting thing because the race has seen the resurgence of Mara Abbott yep. um Mara Abbott I don't know if you remember Used to come over to she she rode for HTC High Road, and then she had a year racing with Team USA, and in that year she won the Giro Donna, yep. and she came second in the Tour de l'Ode. And it was Mara Abbott versus Emma Pooley and the mount was the story of all the mountain races.
1: Mm.
2: But and this was probably about two thousand and ten, um, yeah, probably two thousand and ten. But she stopped racing because she had had an eating disorder and. Had obviously had some big struggles. You know, she'd had various um, interviews since about you know about the struggles that she had. Yeah. So she came back and won stages three and four for Exige twenty sixteen. Um,
1: Which is I awesome. Really,
2: yeah, I'm really glad she's back because mm. the photos of her from twenty, you know, from from twenty ten just didn't look. Yeah. Didn't look good. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's great that she's back and you know here's to her being healthy and recovering and you know mm. and riding and, and riding in a way that makes her happy.
0: And and competing and doing well. That's it's wonderful. It really is.
2: Yeah, so you know it's mm. it's good and you know so here's to her continual health and happiness.
0: Um, she congratulations
2: is. Congratulations to Ali Powers, who won for now for now in Novartis, yep. with Taylor Wiles of Specialized Lululemon in second, and Ray Shaw in the third in the general classification. Ray Shaw, she has she's um, she's moved to Vanderkitten this year, uh-huh. and she had a quote in one of the articles Laura wrote, which was, "A happy Ray is a fast Ray." <laughs> so you know that's really good fun um yeah i'm really happy um in good race made it seem really exciting um the next big american race i think is going to be the sea otter classic is going to be one i'm looking yep. forward to this is going to be interesting young mariana Voss, who's been winning mountain bike races this this young cyclist i'm not sure you've heard about um i i predict that she might win something this year really um, i know i'm going out on a limb
0: okay i mean because certainly you never spotted it earlier um, you, no, no, sh- you no, sure I no. haven't mentioned her in the past. It's no, it's, like, no. it's like she's coming out of nowhere.
2: Well, no one has. No one has mentioned her. You know, mm. she's she's yeah, she's she's one of those. But Mariana is riding the Jeep the Festival Luxembourg Luxembourgoise, Els Jacobs stage race in Europe, in, in Luxembourg in a couple of weeks, in a week and a half's time. Yep. And then, and then she just jumps on a plane and goes and rides the sealed to Mountain bike race.
0: As you do, because it's like, well, you know, it, maybe I'll see an otter.
2: <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's. This is going to be also the first time that we see some of the really big superstars of of mountain, but of cross country mountain bike coming out. We'll have Catherine Pendrel, multiple World Championship cap- champion Catherine Pendrel riding there as well. Mm. And yeah, um, and I think you've said before um, this is a good chance for everyone to say, oh, "I have beat, Matt, beaten Mariana Voss." Um, I don't think we'll see. The Pendrel, how Mariana truly stacks up against Pendrel, that will come in the mountain bike World Cups of Osses racing um, later on in the year, but yes.
0: Yeah, well, it will be... The, I mean, this is one of the things... Because as you say, it's like the, the big guns of, of cross-country mountain biking are coming out. Um, so it'll also be one of those things where Mariana's going to get a really good opportunity to size up her competition before those World Cups. Um, yeah and i 'm not suggesting for a second that she won 't be competing at her best because I mean fuck it 's mariana she she can 't not um, i mean she 's literally got two options on or off, um you know yeah. racing or not um, yeah. sometimes so, she
2: races for her teammates just to annoy everyone else
0: <laughs> that's still racing still counts <laughs> <laughs> you know so so it will be an amazing race. To, to follow, and no matter what happens and no matter who wins, it's going to be really, really interesting, and it's going to be a great preview for those World Cup events later in the season, so yeah. really looking forward to the, it.
2: Exciting times. Um, the other big news this year, we've had the announcement the Giro Donna is not going to be called the Giro Donna this year, it's going to be called the Giro Rosa.
0: Donna, mm, call it the Giro Donna no more. I know, that was, I... I'm just going to say Frank Schleck and hope everyone forgets.
2: <laughs> um, unfortunately, it's not going to be the nine stage race we know and love. It's going to be down to eight stages so that riders can make the Mediterranean games.
0: Well, I understand. You know, the Mediterranean games are. I've never fucking heard of them before.
2: Mm, I don't either, but I'm sure they're important to the Italians. So, uh, yeah, so it's going to be the Giro Rossa. is going to be the 30th of June to the 7th of July. They've got a website. Well, no, they haven't got a website. They've got a Twitter. They've got a promo video, and we're really happy, you know, support this race. Um, Hopefully, they'll be back to nine stages, and, yeah. They've they've said that they want to run each stage in a different province of Italy, which sounds like a lot of... um, A
1: lot
0: of transfer uh, time
2: yeah a lot of transfers but you mm. know um we'll wait and see you know they they're promising some climbing stages and yep. the guy who's running the guy who's running it now has run it in the past so yes um
0: well we look forward to to seeing what happens with the race in in this iteration and exactly. um, and i'm sure if they need any assistance, they'll be able to get some spectacular advice from uh, the organisational brains trust behind the Energy Walk tour. So, <laughs> you know, um, although when they say first, take out all the mountains," ignore that bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, the share of more canals, yes.
0: <laughs> less mountains, <I> mean, no.
2: <laughs> it looks like it looks like they're going to have the um, the great Julia De Mayo. Um, providing some of the social media coverage as well, because last year they did it. I think it was Serena Danasai and Junior De Mayo last year who mm-hmm. just provided spectacular Twitter coverage. And they yep. have an hour long of TV on Rye every day. This is the race that's going to rival Energy Walk Tour. When I come to, you know, who can beat Energy Walk Tour for their social media? Look out for Giro Rosa. This is going to be a lot of fun, people. Um, yeah.
0: Yes, indeed, oh, it good. will.
2: So next time we speak to you, we'll have had flesh.
0: Um, well, you know, you're a vegetarian, so one of us will have. <laughs> I know. It's sorry, it's a, it's late at night here now, people, and I'm making puns. I apologize. <laughs> puns puns are always wrong, I admit that, I confess.
1: <laughs>
2: we'll think of some suitable punishments. We'll um, make oh, you Oh miss... good
0: god, you oh fuck. You oh, pun you punned pun. <laughs> oh holy shit, that's like a meta pun. <laughs>
2: I didn't even do this on purpose. I'm oh, just naturally gifted. Fuck. No,
0: that's it. We're out. Time's up. Uh, I tell you what, if you want to play word games, Sarah's on Words with Friends. She's always looking for someone to pun it up with. I've <laughs>
2: only got thirteen opponents at the moment, Daniel. I need some more.
0: Exactly. She's like a chess grandmaster, but you know, without enough victims. Yeah.
2: Come so. and play me at Sarah Pigeons on Words with Friends, and I'll I'll be really happy. <laughs>
0: It's funny because it's true. <laughs> uh, uh yes. Do we
2: need to tell them? Do we need to tell them before we go, Dan? I, I I can't even talk about this without laughing.
0: Well, that is kind of the point. If I mean, I think I know what you're trying to talk about slash laugh about. Um, and it is meant to induce great peals of laughter.
2: <laughs> Dan. <laughs> What are you offering to do for our listeners, Daniel?
0: Well, a great many things because I'm a kind-hearted, generous person. But specifically in this instance, um, I was tooling around on Twitter during the week, as I am wont to do sometimes, uh, and happened to see Heather Nielsen, who tweets under the handle Ride Empowered, uh, who is an elite cyclist based in the US, um, in California. And, she and a coach? And a coach, yes, yes. Um, And she made a comment about how she can never understand dating advice unless it's given in the form of race tactics. And I was like, that's a genius fucking idea. I really want to write a column about it. Uh, Would you like to help? And she was like, yes. So that's what we're doing. Uh, we're soliciting questions we've actually got um our first our first advice column is underway we've got a series of questions that we're answering we're always looking for more um and we will be we will be guaranteeing you absolute uh success or utter failure in your relationships and your races as a result of following our advice
2: um you We've already heard Dan, our, our, our level of race advi- Dan's level of race advice. Use the pedals and don't fall in the canals. That was so, your
0: advice. I was just repeating I, it. I was trying to sell your book. Jeez.
2: I am not impugning Dan's love life in any way, shape, or form. Because, you know, he's desirable, Dan, people. Um, but, yes, I am. <laughs>
0: sound, sound a little less like you're trying to convince yourself. Fuck. <laughs> I don't even have the video camera on. Fucking hell! It's brutal out here.
1: I'm sure, um,
2: advice will be brilliant.
0: Look, look, you learn more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. And all I'm saying is that I've had, I've had many, 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 many successful relationships that have lasted two or more days. Um, so you know,
2: if by relationship you mean crush. Anyway, um, I would highly recommend that you come to our site, prowomenscycling.com, next week and see Dan. To receive
0: <laughs> the very best in racing and love advice combined. I mean, I, we love, we love, love, we love racing. Why not slam them together and make everything better?
2: So, yes, and we'll, you know, any, of course, this comes with a, a, a massive, massive caveat of anything that goes wrong is nothing to do with us.
0: <laughs> Advice
2: taken at your own risk.
0: Yeah, except except for it all being Sarah's fault. Um,
2: I'm sure, it's nothing to do with me. I'm sure Heather has lots of interesting and useful things to say.
0: Uh, I hope someone does. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And if you have a romantic query that you can ask for yourself or on behalf of a friend, you can send it to us at prowomencycling.
0: <laughs> you can send it to us at prowomencycling at gmail.com or you can leave it in uh the comments of any of the posts on our site at prowomencycling.com. Or you can uh you know tweet it to uh myself at intended or, uh, or to Heather at Ride Empowered. Uh, if you really want, you can tweet it to Sarah, but you know she'll just tweet it to everyone and forget to tell me, and then you won't get an answer. So that would be kind of awkward.
2: And thank you. We'll leave you on that. Uh, we'll leave you on Dan's love advice, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. I uh, hope you really enjoy Flesh, and uh, we'll be with you again next week. Cheers.
2: Bye-bye.